What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Well, from Wimbledon, we go to Port Adelaide assistant Luke Kelly. It's important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo. Be sure it's Aussie. Sports Day SA. It's my Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Well, what a great place to be at Alberton. I reckon when you win 12 on the trot, bloody, you're going pretty well. Not a lot of headaches there. They've got players want to get back on the side, and we're joined now by the assistant, uh, Luke Kelly. Luke, thanks for your time, and uh, it'd be a nice place to be, I'd imagine, Alberton right now. Yeah, no, very, very nice to be at the moment. Uh, it's a nice vibe. The fans are up and about, and no, it's, it's great to go to work every day at the moment. Yeah, and um, it, uh, we watched the game closely. Um, Port started so well, perhaps could have put the game to bed at quarter time, but it wasn't your best performance, was it? Yet you, you still found a way to get up, and obviously the, the climax was Dan Houston's uh, shot for goal, but uh, that went right down to the wire. Yeah, no, we were really happy with our start. Um, obviously, missed some opportunities early to maybe extend the lead, but I think we've, had, we've been sort of challenged like that in our previous um, couple of months as well. And, you know, they're, they're a quality side that can, can put a score on you pretty quickly. And, and we knew they were always going to be a test. And, uh, you know, we, we sort of gave ourselves a little bit of breathing space and they came again and um, thankfully landed in the right bloke's hands. Unbelievable consistency, Luke, um, when you win that amount of games on the trot. Most teams have a downer and you have a bad game or a few bad quarters, but you found a way. Like you said, you won a few close ones, but the consistency in the last three months, amazing. Yeah, and as you said, look, yeah, yes, we've got the results. We've had some we've had some poor patches and we haven't quite been at our best for the whole four quarters, but you know what we have been able to do, and, and great credit to the, the players and their resilience is that they've stuck to it. Um, I think early, you know, when you win a few games close earlier in the year, you know, the, the trust and the belief to be able to stick to what we're trying to do, and and that was evident on the on the weekend. Is we just stuck to our task and grinded away. It wasn't perfect, but in the end, um, we got ourselves the result. Luke, with your history as analysing the game of footy and being involved in development, etc., I'm always fascinated. Do you coach more on stats, which a lot of commentators seem to use now, and everything? Or do you still coach a bit on technique? In other words, trying to get a player to stand the right side, to do the right thing with his skill, just to play in the team stuff. Is it still 50-50 or is it a bit more one way or the other? I think what my years is being in the numbers. I think when you first start out, you think numbers are going to change the game and revolutionise. But I always, always go back to uh, listening to Kevin Barlow and he always said, that's a, you know, what they sh- uh, a lamppost for a drunk person they should uh, support but never enlighten. You know <laughs> they should just be there to help to you know guide you and, and keep you in the right area. But it's not a be all and end all. It, it, it helps put points in the right direction. But in the end, you know we coach the player, coach the person. Uh, that, that's how you're going to get the best out of them in the end. Good on you. I You've had a, a good grounding, Luke, including spending time in America, some of the colleges and the and looking at NFL teams and that. What, what do you learn there? What do you take out from from different sports? Yeah, I think especially the US. You know, you can you can get over there and get a bit wowed by it all because obviously the money is just is just so yeah. astronomical. Um, I think the way they 
they structure their coaching teams. Obviously, they have a lot of they have a lot of coaches, but and I think you know hopefully as this game continues to grow and 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 obviously we get more teams, just how you sort of structure up your your coaching department or some processes that might just be a little bit more efficient. Um, where to put your money as well, you know what what has the biggest bang bang for buck yep. essentially in terms of the impact. So you always try and take a few other other things away. What it also does more more often than not is it actually reinforces how um, how good we are at a lot of the things that we do, in, especially in terms of player development. I think you know, the time and effort we put into the welfare side and the person um, yeah, is definitely world class, I think. Luke, I couldn't agree more. I went years ago and I, I found the same thing. I thought the Australian football scene was, was nearly world practice. I agree, there's always a couple of things, but yeah, we do a lot of things good. Hey, just talking about things good, I mean, can you believe uh, where the Port Adelaide Football Club is now? All the talk, what was going to happen this year, it was a mystery year, started off poorly last year, and then all of a sudden, these kids grow in the middle. I mean, lots of other things have happened, but you'd be very much part of this with Butter, Rosie, Drew. I mean, they're little gifts from heaven, aren't they? Then and you Hall have to, Francis? Yeah, oh, and Hall Francis as well, of course, yeah. So, but they're little gifts, aren't they? Now you've got to make them malleable to actually fit into what you'd all like to do. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing you, you do find in football is you'd love you'd love everyone to just put a sort of eight eight month lens on a lot of things. We you know, we get very week to week, and no doubt those boys. Are, you know they're into their fourth years now in terms of Rosie and Butters, and so they've they've had to work their way in, and you know you want them to be instant successes. You know whether it's Juddy or everyone wants them to be good today, but this has been a few years of just chipping away and hard work, and you know three pre-seasons now under the belt, so they can run these games out, which you're seeing um, consistently on a basis. So yeah, look, they're, they're obviously high talent, but what we're starting to see is just those. Those periods of years of work that are now starting to give themselves their, their best chance to show it for longer. Transition's been amazing. I can recall a couple of years ago people saying, what's going to happen when Boke's gone and Dixon and, and Wine's getting older, Tom Jonas? But it's almost been seamless. As Blighty said, those youngsters have taken their spot and, and you can throw in Dylan Williams and uh, and, and Amon and all the... Uh, not Amon, um, uh, Farrell and all the guys that are making every post to winner. So... It can change quickly. That all those guys that said the older guys are still playing their part, but then they aren't the main men anymore. Yeah, and, and that's a credit to our list management recruiting team to be able to again they live in the they live in the long term and they they're able to see maybe how this is going to play out and being able to a bring the players in, um, but then also in terms of the coaches and being able to develop you know, in terms of the Kane Farrell to be able to spend his time and then now go down back and, and obviously work with Nathan Bassett and you know it's been a really nice mix to be able to transition in but again the mature players and the older players are just as important you can't, you can't just shift quickly to quickly the young we've seen that not quite work in other areas um, so to still have your wines and, and your boat and, and your mature players Dixon in the front half it's it's super important to have that balance now Josh Carr, um, obviously a, a premiership player at the club, come back to the club. I mean, you obviously work pretty close with him in your role and obviously everyone else does too. Have, have you found him? I mean, did you know him before he came back or is this something you just developed over the over the time with him? Yeah, no, I hadn't, hadn't, uh, hadn't ever met Carey before he, before he landed at Albany. Um, no, I think what you get with Carey is he, you know, he's obviously a very hard player and he, he knows... You know, 
that want to win and that competitiveness. Uh, he's got that in him, but he's also got the ability to understand the, the group and the, and, the, and the players themselves and know what they need, whether they need a lot or a little. And um, he's been outstanding, sort of bringing that midfield group together as as a as a group. You know, that's 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 the key here. It's not one or two individuals. You, you're all six, seven through there, and they all need to be on the same page with strengths and weaknesses, and um, we're sort of getting a nice balance at the moment between them all. Luke Kelly, I guess, Dante Vizantini, a strange way to make a debut. He didn't even know, wasn't even taped up, and just take us through that scenario. Scotty Lysett didn't pass a fitness test literally on the you know, on the starting siren, and the, the big fella comes in for his first game. Yeah, we, we had sort of through the week, um, Scott was able to train Tuesday and he got through fully on Thursday. You know, we tested him early on Thursday and he ended up doing the whole session. So we were confident that obviously when you go on the road, you never you never take chances. You never want to be caught short. And uh, so we took um, Dante as his, his uh, sample form had been really good. And, you know, Scott got through the first warm-up into the second warm-up and just sort of felt it when we were doing our stoppages. So in, in, in a quick test uh, that they were able to do and it wasn't quite there. So uh, on the grandstands, in flew Big Dante. You know, sometimes the less time you have to think about it, the better, I reckon. <laughs> sometimes on your debut, you just get out there and play. So a bit like under nines, you just turn up and roll yeah. out and play. And um, No, he was fantastic for us. He's, he's a competitive beast. Um, he's, he's a smart young man, but he, he competes as hard as anyone. And If there's anyone that was going to succeed in that, in that position, Dante uh, was best suited, I think. Well, you're a good team to watch. Uh, Gold Coast this week. Good luck, Luke. Um, keep the winning run going. And, uh, yeah, all's well at Port Adelaide. And thanks for your time. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. Luke Kelly there, Port Adelaide assistant, uh, going extremely well. Extremely.